0: Hey, Ellen, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Laura. Thanks for chatting with me. Absolutely. Um, I know we've known each other quite a while now, and one of the biggest questions that I know you get asked, but I've got to ask you, why did you start Women in Trucking? Well,
1: I thought there was a need Um, At the time, I was working for a large Midwestern carrier, and my job was manager of recruiting retention programs, which was corporate-level initiatives to attract and retain um, different groups. And one of the groups was women. And at the time, um, I like to tell people I was getting my pilot's license, and I belonged to a group for women in aviation. Um, And it struck me that there wasn't anything similar for women in the trucking industry, and so, um, put together a great board of directors, um, had an attorney draw up all the papers, and
0: in March of 2007, Women in Trucking was born. March of 2007? Wow. So, that's coming up on 14 years?
1: That's right, 14 It just years. hit
0: 14, right? Wow, that's, that's a long time. Um, what's the real mission of Women in Trucking? If you could encapsulate that, what would it be?
1: So the mission, which has never changed, is threefold. First, to encourage the employment of women in the industry. And when I say women in the industry, I mean all women. I mean women who design the trucks, build the trucks, sell the trucks, fix the trucks, own the trucks, drive the trucks, um, and supply the trucks, um, like you at Great Dane. So all women in the industry, because it's still very male-dominated. So to encourage women to look at careers in the trucking industry... And then to address any obstacles that might either keep women from uh, joining, uh, entering the industry or succeeding. And then the third part is the fun part, and that's um, celebrating success and honoring our pioneers and telling stories. So it's really threefold, but in a nutshell, it's just to increase the percentage of women employed in the industry.
0: I love it. (laughs) So what are some of the ways that you actually fulfill the mission?
1: Well, there's so many things that we do, but one of the things that the board of directors has said is they want us to be a resource. They want us to be a resource for the industry, for the government, you know, provide the data. And 14 years ago, uh, when I started Women in Trucking, nobody ever separated data by gender. Uh, nobody had safety statistics. Nobody had any any data that was related to gender. So we do that. And um, we have a Women in Trucking Index. And that is to track the percentage of women as technicians, as CDL holders, um, women on boards, women in management, um, because you can't measure what you, you know, you can't track what you can't measure. Um, but some of the other initiatives, and first of all, to encourage the employment would be To tell stories um, to share the experiences of our members so we have a member of the month program where we share stories Um, we also have a new driver ambassador program where we'll have a professional driver take a tractor trailer around the country and talk about careers in the trucking industry Um, we created a girl scout transportation patch to introduce supply chain to young girls um, along with an activity book that talks about how the grain goes from the field to the bakery in a truck and bakery to packaging. And then um, we also are starting chapters. Uh, we have um, lots of initiatives, uh, like I said, best practices research. We have um, resources such as an anti-harassment employment guide, um, a recruiting and retention guide, and that sort of thing. Um, so lots of uh, lots of different groups. Uh, uh, programs that we have in order to keep our members um, apprised and informed. Awesome. So, why did you set it up as a nonprofit? I felt that by setting up Women as a non- Women Trucking as a nonprofit, it would increase our credibility. Because if I had set it up as a for-profit and I was benefiting financially from our members, that would reduce the credibility of the organization. So by telling people we're a nonprofit, IRS-designated, 501c6 organization, people know that um, we're all benefiting and that we really do represent our members.
0: That's awesome. Um, So tell me a little bit about the foundation and how that works.
1: So I'm glad you asked that because a lot of people don't know that we have a scholarship foundation as well. So I mentioned that the association is a dues-based member organization, um, but the foundation is a charitable organization, which means that they survive on donations, and the donations are tax-deductible, and that's what we call a charitable 501c3, um, but the foundation is there to provide scholarship tuition grants um, to students who are pursuing careers in transportation, either in um, in a a technical career or a safety area or driver, um, or the last one we call leadership, which means uh, someone in the industry who's advancing their career. And we've given out over $110,000 in scholarships since the foundation was formed. And it has a separate board of directors. So we actually have two separate incorporated organizations.
0: Well, so that really reaches out into all areas of transportation. It's not designated in just one particular field. That's correct. Right. That's very good. So where do you see your plans moving forward? Because, gosh, this is a lot of territory so far. Well, what's exciting is um,
1: another one of the directives of the board is to create a succession plan. And that's because as founder, I'm kind of the face of the organization. But we need to move away from that so that women in trucking can be self-sustaining. So uh, about a year ago, we hired uh, Debbie Sparks, and she's the vice president. Um, And she's being groomed to someday uh, become the leader and the face. But we also have Lana Nichols, who's also a very integral part of the organization as well. So with the three of us looking at the future, we're going to move forward and eventually someday... I'll get to retire.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. So when that day comes, whenever that may be, uh, what would you really like for your legacy to look like? I want people to look back and say that I was a disruptor.
1: I want people to say, Ellen made us look at the world differently and see what what the world can become when we actually advance women in non-traditional careers, such as supply chain. So I I want it to be a positive legacy where I've made a difference um, in a lot of people's lives, not just, you know, the members of Women in Trucking, but also the scholarship recipients as well. So let me turn it on you, Laura. Let 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 me ask you a few questions because you are the chairwoman of the board of directors, which is a huge responsibility, and as you said, you know, Women in Trucking is set up as a non-profit organization, which means I report to a board of directors, and you lead the board. So, first of all, you work for Great Dane, and you've always been um, selling, you've always been working with trailers. So, tell me a little bit about what got your start in the, tr-
0: the trucking industry, and especially with trailers. Oh, that's a long story, so I'll make it brief, but I started out as an administrative assistant for the CFO of a small regional trailer manufacturer in the Southeast back in the late 80s, and there was a uh, pretty devastating flood that um, really demolished the uh, the larger plant, and I ended up taking a lot of the calls from the vendors, suppliers, customers, um, the dealer network, just trying to keep them at bay and say, hey, we're working on a way to open up the plant and get things running up. The plant was in 10 foot of water. And so anyway, I was just the face of the company at that time. And after we finally got up and running six weeks later and started getting back to someone, some type of normalcy, um, our sales group approached me about getting into sales and said, man, if you can handle those kind of phone calls, you can certainly sell. And My fear was I didn't know the first thing about a trailer. I just knew it. There were kingpins and glad hands and those things scared me a little bit. So I was, uh, but I I haven't looked back. I did. I do truly love it, but that's actually how I got started. I was approached to get into it. So it's pretty cool. Tell us what you do at Great Dane now. Well, uh, I went from the trailer world into trailers and operations. And now I run two Um, company owned branches for Great Dane. We have um, several throughout the country and I run the one in Tampa and the one in Miami. And today I'm in Tampa, Um, but we sell new and used equipment. We also have parts, service, mobile uh, service as well. So we take care of the customer from the beginning all the way through through to the end and even uh, purchase their Uh, used equipment for resale. So we do a little bit of everything here, and I've truly enjoyed the operational side. So tell me a little bit about
1: how the pandemic has affected not just your job, but the world of trailer sales.
0: (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) Um, It really has. If if you'd asked me this question exactly a year ago, I would have been very fearful of where we were going to end up. Um, This time last year, no one was buying equipment. We were trying to figure out how to keep the equipment up on the road, because let's face it, during a situation like this, you know, the goods have to get to the consumers, whether it's a food, whether it's medications, whether it's supplies. I mean, that doesn't stop so while everyone was hunkering down at home we still had to get things to facilities that um opened up their doors for the consumers and whether that's e-commerce or you have you venture out and put your mask and gloves on and go to the store yourself you know it, it once we got past the first couple of months it went crazy because We were afraid, oh my goodness, people won't buy equipment, everyone is shutting down. And then all of a sudden, um, everybody needed equipment and we needed it quickly to get there and make sure that the goods were being supplied. So the supply chain has just been uh, really in an upheaval for a solid year. Um, It also has impacted us just from a personnel standpoint. I think everyone is experiencing that. It's, um, you know, with the pandemic There have been a lot of people that have been out from, whether it's illnesses or taking care of their loved ones, Um, you know, you have to be very cautious in your workplace, so Um, if you're exposed and you've got to make sure that everyone that has been exposed is taken care of. So there's a lot of safety protocol that goes into our day-to-day operations, whether it's at our manufacturing facilities, at our offices or our branches and our dealer network. Um, So that is, it's a new way of of doing business. You have people coming in to buy parts. Uh, We've got to take care of them, but we have to set up we had to set up uh, areas outside to keep them cool and one person in at a time, make sure they have the right safety, um, you know, the PPE on. So it's it's been a challenge and business is a little bit crazy right now. We can't keep up with the demand, um, but we're working through it. If, but again, if you'd asked me this last year, I would have said, I have no idea what's going to happen. And now we just can't keep up with the demand. Wow. That's awesome, though. <laughs> That's great. It's a good problem to have, right? <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Okay, Laura, so I want you to
1: talk a little bit about what it's like being the chair of the Women in Trucking Association.
0: Well, the first thing I'd like to say is it's it's a true honor, um, not only to be on the board, uh, but to be their chairperson. It's a lot of responsibility, and I I don't take it lightly. Just as everyone on the board, uh, we all have the same mission. We're all looking uh, toward that same goal, and it is to fulfill the mission, Ellen. Um, And you eloquently put that uh, just a few minutes ago with really describing the mission. And it's our responsibility to make sure that we... um, protect that brand and get it out there in front of people and let them understand that we are here to be the number one resource. Um, That's really our goal is to be a resource and that aid to those that are either looking for, like you said, best practices, um, whether it's just the right encouragement uh, to get involved in the organization. I I have been a member of Women in Trucking, I guess now since 2011 and just the last couple of years taken on the role as chair. And I don't regret it one bit. I uh, I do feel like it's an honor and I'm and, and truly um, trying to make sure that I make good decisions and that I inform the board of the right issues and let them be aware of what's going on. And we work collectively as a group Um there's no one voice, you know, we try to make that voice, um, one voice, but it's a collection. Uh, it's a lot of good collaboration between all the members. Um, I it, I don't know. I'm just really honored. And, um, I keep thinking maybe one day, you guys will say, okay, you've had enough, let somebody else do it, but, um, maybe not, not quite yet. So, um, before we wrap up, what would you like your legacy to be? Well, it's hard to top yours, Ellen. Um, You know, I think for me, I hope that um, especially these last few years of my career, I hope that my legacy will be one that I devoted a lot of my time and energy to mentoring. Um, I was so fortunate to have um, several male and female mentors throughout my early career. And still today, because I honestly think you need mentoring as long as you are working in, um, you know, if you're in the workforce and quite honestly, just through life, it's always good to have mentors. And I don't think you can ever reach an age when you don't need them. So for me, I would like to think that I've been able to give back some, uh, to give back a lot of what I felt like I received on the positive side um, in my early career and, and again today. So if I can be remembered as that person who took the time to introduce someone or make them feel like they are part of a team, introduce them to a new committee, a task force, uh, get them in touch with someone in the industry that can help them um, understand their career opportunities um, and and remove those obstacles that we've all faced uh, throughout our career. If I can be a part of that, that's that's what it's all about to me.
1: I so agree. And thank you for taking the time. And thanks to
0: Freight Waves for allowing us this opportunity to talk about women in trucking. That's awesome. Thank you, Freight Waves. I appreciate it.